the setting of your story. As you reflect back over your life and think about all the various places you've lived, why is it important to understand the impact of the setting of your life story? We're going to talk about this and much more today. Welcome to a Writer's Day podcast. Hello and welcome to my podcast. My name is Ruth Douthit and I'm an award-winning author of books for middle grade readers and the current president of Christian Writers of the West, the Arizona chapter of American Christian Fiction Writers. Ah, listen to that sound, the sound of a coffee shop. Gone are the days where we could gather together to socialize. Hopefully those days will come back. But for now, if you need to keep, stay in contact with coworkers or friends, it's easy to do with Zoom. Zoom is a free downloadable app to your computer that allows you to meet with people via telephone call or computer audio. You can have a video conference and with groups or just with one or two people. You can even have as many as 300 people. It's a great alternative for a one-on-one -on -one video conference with a friend or with a committee, doesn't matter. Try Zoom today. It'll help you stay connected with friends and family and coworkers if needed. During this time of social distancing, it's the best alternative out there. Welcome to this podcast about writing. I call it a Writer's Day podcast because if you ask most writers, our days are different in that we are always thinking about our stories. We listen to people's conversation to make sure that our dialogue is more authentic and genuine. We practice describing things, whether we're sitting in a park or in a parking lot. We are always writing inside our heads. And so by the time we go to sleep at night, we are exhausted mentally and emotionally because we're always recording and observing everything around us and everything that happens in our lives. So a writer's day, well, it's slightly different than other people's days. So welcome. In this podcast episode, I wanted to talk about setting. Now, I haven't been writing a lot lately because I'm also a professional artist, and you can see my artwork at www.artbyruth.com. I've had quite a few commissioned art pieces lately, which has been a blessing, and I'm really enjoying it. But that meant that I had to set aside my writing projects. And that's okay. Sometimes it's okay to take a break from writing. It makes you appreciate it when you get back into it. And so I was thinking the other day about the setting of my current work in progress. It happens to be a small town. And as I started thinking about setting, I remembered back to when I used to teach writing and I would talk to my students about the setting of their stories. One of their assignments was to write uh, an original narrative for me. And so we would always start off with the setting of their story. So I wanted to take a few minutes to talk about the importance of the setting of your story. I had the wonderful opportunity to visit Budapest, Hungary back in 2009 and again in 2012. I was pleasantly surprised by the beauty of this large city. It is spectacular. Now I've walked the streets of Paris and I've walked the streets of Rome and to me Budapest is actually a more beautiful city. The architecture, 
the bridges, and the Danube River added to the splendor. What impressed me the most was how simple it was to tour the city. These people have tourism down to a science. After a thorough and informative bus tour, I absolutely fell in love with this gorgeous city. It's just spectacular. And if you ever have a chance to see it at night, on a night river cruise, oh, well, let me just tell you, it's breathtaking. So what does all this have to do with the setting of a story? Simple. When you select a place in which to set your story, you should be able to describe it, describe the people who live in that setting, and also describe the culture. You should know the backstory of your setting, its history and quirks and peccadilloes. Now, I don't know about you as a writer, I like to set my stories in fictional places. I mean, for me, it just kind of saves you a lot of heartache. I once sat in an audience uh, where a group of writers were discussing how they go about writing a story. And one lady's book was set in upstate New York, a small town in upstate New York that she actually lived in when she was a child. Sure enough, a member of the audience raised her hand and said, I read your book and you got it wrong. The streets that you mentioned, um, the corner that your character was standing on, well, I'm here to tell you those streets never even meet. They run parallel. And for about five or ten minutes, the two of them went back and forth and back and forth because the lady in the audience also grew up in the same small town. And so the author had to defend herself, why she said the story there, how she described certain landmarks, etc. And in my head, I thought, you know, I am so glad I set my stories in fictional cities or lands like the Dragon Forest is completely in a mythical fantasy land. But I do this because, as an author, it gives me more control. So think of the Gilmore Girls. I don't know if you ever watched that show, but I love that show. And the Gilmore Girls is very, very popular. And it, it is set in Stars Hollow. Now this fictional small town is in Connecticut. And it's full of charm and quirkiness. The quaint little buildings and storefronts and houses. The town square where something's always happening. And of course the characters. They all match Stars Hollow, the quirkiness of it. And that's what makes this little town most memorable. It matches the characters. Think back over your life. What small towns have you lived in? And why do people, especially readers, love small towns so much. I mean, all those Hallmark movies are usually set in small towns all over America. When I was first married back in 19 blah blah blah, we moved from a large southwest city to a small southeastern town uh, in North Carolina. Now this was quite a culture shock for me because I'm born and raised in a big city. So it took me a while to get used to the small town life the small town setting that I happened to be plopped down into thanks to the United States Marine Corps that my husband belonged to. But being a student of history, once I began to learn about this town that I worked in and then the town that I lived in, which uh, the town I worked in was New Bern, North Carolina, I began to fall in love with this small town. I would take walk breaks during lunch and just walk all through the small town. It's Civil War history, Amazing buildings, lovely town square, old churches, and antiquated features drew me in, especially at Christmas time. Oh, 
gorgeous. So why does it matter what the setting of your story is, the, the story that you're currently writing? Why does it matter? Well, think of your own life story. Reflect on all the different settings of your life. Where did you live when you were young and why? Were you part of a military family and moved around? Or did you live in grandma and grandpa's house? What about when you were in young adulthood? What was the setting of your life story then? A college campus or a studio apartment? A dorm room? What about adulthood? Did you and your spouse live in a small town like I did or a big city? The various settings of your life stories had an impact on who you are right now. There's no question about that. So that's why the setting of your story that you are writing right now must have an impact on your main character's life as well. So let's go a little deeper into that. How the setting of your story must have an impact on your main character's life. Because you will need to connect the setting of your story to your characters, the main goal of the protagonist, as well as connect it to the conflict of the story, reflection is needed. Ask yourself some questions. Do you want the setting to contrast with your character? I mean, think of the Gilmore Girls. These fun, spirited, adventurous women live in a small, sleepy town that also seemed to want to be more than it was. And it worked, didn't it? The setting did contrast with their personalities, but it also blended nicely with them too. Or maybe you want the setting of your story to align beautifully with your character. When I would teach this topic to my students, I would bring up the movie Gravity. Now in the movie Gravity, the setting is outer space, cold, dark, lonely, silent, and it seemed to match Sandra Bullock's character beautifully. She was the main character, and it matched her feelings and her emotional state. If you haven't seen the movie, you find out later on that she is enduring extreme grief and pain. So the fact that she volunteered to head out to the vastness of cold, dark space makes complete sense. Now, what about your current character that you're developing? Who is he or she? Or maybe your main character is an animal or even a robot. I don't know. But you should be able to explain why you set your story where you did. Readers should be able to figure it out as they read. I once was helping someone craft their story, and they told me that the setting was a cabin in a forest. Now, the cabin was secluded and isolated. And I thought, why? So I asked this author, why? Why did you set your story there? And he went on to explain, well, the main character is struggling through a bitter divorce. He and his ex-wife had lived in the city, and now he wants to move to the forest for isolation. So it matched what the character was going through. It made perfect sense. And it also opened up a lot of intriguing possibilities for that storyline, didn't it? You should be able to explain why your story is set where it is, because your readers are going to ask you about it. And they should be able to figure it out on their own as they read through your story. Now, in my current work in progress, my character escaped small town life to go into the large world when she was a young adult. 
Her mood contrasts significantly with the small town she grew up in. So now I have the task of providing enough character development and setting context so that my readers will figure it out why the main character dreads heading back home to this small town after having been reporting on the wars in the Middle East for many, many years. By the end of the story, it should make perfect sense for my readers. That's the task I'm up against. But I'm excited for it. Because I lived in a small town in North Carolina, it'll help me when describing the town that I'm writing and understanding how my character feels about leaving a big you know, leaving the wars in the Middle East, a big setting, coming to a small town, because that's what happened to me. So I should be able to tap into those feelings of frustration. Now, sometimes you have it where in the Hallmark movies, you have the main character living in a big, big city. She has to go to a small town for some sort of assignment, and she falls in love with it, and eventually leaves the big town life and settles in the small town. And that's okay. Your character can go through something like that, too. I've read many books where that happens. A thunderstorm. Those of us who live in the desert, we cherish them. Think of the smells after the rain in the desert. Now, how would you describe that for your readers? That's the power of words and the setting of a story. Connections. Think back to your favorite books or movies. Now, think about the setting of those stories. How did the setting connect to the protagonist? Yes, the setting of your story must connect somehow to your protagonist, whether they're heading off to war like my character is, or whether they're returning home whether they're forced to go somewhere or whether they volunteer to go like in the movie gravity there has to be some sort of a connection to your protagonist why because it matters to the reader so let's look at harry potter he once lived in a cupboard under the stairs of his abusive aunt and uncle's house they were resentful and but harry tried desperately to make the best of this awful situation later he is transported by invitation to a grand magical castle with a unique history. Talk about contrast. So what's the connection? Well, we soon discover that Harry also has a unique history as grand and magical as the mysterious castle Hogwarts. Katniss Everdeen in The Hunger Games. She once lived in a dark, struggling District 12, fighting to survive hunting for food to feed her family within the vast, beautiful green forest environment. Next, she volunteers for the Hunger Games and is transported to a bright and glorious urban capital setting, where she soon discovers the beauty of this city is all a facade, and she must continue to fight for survival. She learns how everything is just a facade. Now think back to the settings of the Hunger Games. How do the settings of the Hunger Game books connect with our heroine? Think about it. I used to ask my students who love those books to think about how significantly different the task of winning the tournaments would have been for Katniss had the first tournament been set 
in an urban setting rather than the forest that she was already familiar with. If that very first book had been set in the urban setting, do you think Katniss would have been as successful? The Lord of the Rings. Think back to Mordor and the contrast between Mordor and the lovely, green, shady, beautiful Shire. Think about how the Shire connected to Frodo and Sam and the other hobbits. They were pleasant farmers, fun-loving, filled with sunshine, just like the Shire. But Mordor was dark and rocky and rough and lava-filled and barren of life. That's an amazing contrast for the readers to see inside their heads and then later on on the big screen. Tolkien had seen the brutality of war and how it destroyed lives and the land, leaving it barren. Many believe his inspiration for The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings had been World War I and his experience there with death and tragedy. Well, Mordor definitely resembles the stricken land after war. So think of the various stories in the Bible, like with King David having to hide inside those scary caves in contrast to the palace where King Saul lived. And think of the land where Jesus walked. You know, it was desert and dry and barren, contrast to the Garden of Eden, which was lush and green. We know from studying the Bible, from Genesis all the way to Revelation, that the significance of the land, the setting of each story, meant something to God and to the readers. I used to teach the Bible study for John 4 with the Samaritan woman and the well where Jesus rested, waiting for the Samaritan woman to come by. That well has extreme significance in Jewish history. It's not just any well, but Jacob's well, and it's called El Elohe, God, the God of Israel. So Jesus himself is leaning on this well, and he is the promise, the promise to Israel, and he waits there for this Samaritan woman in the land that is banned from all Jewish activity. They are not supposed to go through Samaria, but yet he does, and he rests at Jacob's well for this Gentile woman, and he asks her for a drink from the well. The setting of your story must have that much significance that land, that well that Jesus was resting on, directly connected to him, the protagonist of that story. It matters to your readers. You may not think so, but it really does. Imagine you're walking through the forest. Think of the sights and the sounds. What are you feeling? What are you smelling? What can you touch? That's the power of being a writer. You get to describe the setting for your readers. So back to Stars Hollow. What made viewers like me enjoy the show The Gilmore Girls so much was the quirkiness of the town and the town's folk. They were a perfect match. No one in the town was perfect and neither was the town. Each person had a story, and each person added to the main story line. Now think about your story. Can you say the same thing about your characters? Do they connect to your setting? 
I thought about that once. And so as I'm writing my current work in progress, a small town, I had to go back and add some quirkiness, some backstory, some history, so that it could connect to my main character. Now you may be asking, as you think about your own story, what about when the setting changes? For instance, like in the Harry Potter books, he starts off at his aunt and uncle's house and then each school year has to go to Hogwarts. So your story might be similar. It might start in one place and then go to another place and then another place. But even if that happens, there still has to be connection. That's a really good question though. What about when the setting changes? I often use the Great Gatsby as an example of settings when teaching this topic to my students. We would look at the descriptions of the Gatsby mansion and the grounds uh, written by Fitzgerald and we would analyze how the details of the mansion meant something and revealed much more to the reader than just a simple narration would. As you read about, I mean, the descriptions of the house, the party, the, the way that the house was messed up after the party, the different, the various types of caretakers of the house, of the landscape, and then the description of the boat, the yacht that he rode in on, and the fact that there was this enormous party Without telling us, but showing us all this description, we the readers can deduce for ourselves just how rich Gatsby is. But then the story changes setting and helps the reader picture the context of the 1920s, that contrast between the very filthy rich people and the desperately struggling poor people. It's well done. It's an excellent, excellent example of the power of the setting of a story. Now, again, in Harry Potter, the setting changes rather drastically, right? So we can feel the excitement of Harry, the drastic differences between the room under the stairs and the vast magical castle gives us a glimpse into how Harry's life was about to change as well. Now, we in the USA weren't as affected by this as those children in the UK who first read the Harry Potter books because they sometimes had to leave home and head to boarding school. So they understood it completely, the sadness, the desperation. But to them, Hogwarts was the ultimate boarding school experience picked right from their active imaginations. Yes, I mean, J.K. Rowling did such a great job. Every kid in the UK who had to go to boarding school probably dreamed of going to such a school as Hogwarts, where it's revealed to them that they are witches and wizard, wizards and have these amazing experiences there. Now, after looking at all this, do you have a clearer understanding of how the setting of your story matters? I mean, think of Luke Skywalker. He goes from a farming community on a desert planet, farming for water, for moisture, and he's raised there by his aunt and uncle in this small little farm and he longs, yearns for adventure. Who wouldn't? Being stuck on this dry, barren planet. The setting changes when he meets Ben Kenobi and he's inside Ben Kenobi's home. And that's when they go on another adventure to Mos Eisley State, uh, Space Station. And then they shoot off into outer space. Another setting change, right? And that's okay, but all of those settings connected to Luke Skywalker in more ways than one. 
what I love about Mandalorian, the latest uh, Star Wars episode, or um, I guess you could say spinoff, is sometimes we go back to those settings, outer space, back to the desert planet of Tatooine, Moss Eisley Space Station. It's amazing. And right away, when they show scenes from Moss Eisley Space Station and the, and the canteen, the cantina where some of the original scenes from 1977, A New Hope, were set, all of us who were you know, kids back then were just overwhelmed with nostalgia. So that's a great way to make a connection to your readers, to your viewers, and to your main character. Now that you have a clearer understanding of how the setting of your story matters, what adjustments need to be made to your current work in progress? As I said, I know I need to go back and add some small town quirkiness to my story to make it more endearing to the reader. Now this town will be the setting of three different books so it matters to each of the storylines. So there's no pressure there, right? That's the fun part about writing though. And as I look back over my own life and see the many settings of my personal life story, I can see why God had me in each place for a reason, for a purpose. Sometimes it was a season of tremendous growth and sometimes isolation so that I could focus strictly on God and my need for him. Sometimes he had me surrounded with like-minded friends who supported me through very difficult times personally. Other times I was surrounded by older women who came alongside me like older sisters. And I can look back and see the purpose behind each of my life settings. To help you make that connection to your character, imagine you're interviewing him or her. Can she look back and see why you placed her in each of the settings of your story? Can he see the purpose? Can your readers? They should be able to. It does matter to them. Ah, Budapest. Someday I'll write a story set in that magnificent city with its history and monuments and bridges that cross the romantic Danube River. Ah, yes, beautiful. The setting of your story can take people to places they can only imagine. That's why I love writing. It gives you the power. So wield that power well and make it worth the ride for your readers. When they finish your book, they should have that same feeling that I did when I left Budapest. Oh, someday I'll go back. Thank you so much for joining me today for this episode about the setting of your story. I hope that you've enjoyed it. I hope that you've had a chance to reflect back on your current work in progress and maybe have to go back and tweak a few things, but that's okay. That's the joy of writing. So until next time, keep writing, keep going forward on this writing journey, and God bless. <laughs>